Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants not plastics and the best thing is they look great and they feel great you can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here yeah it's as simple as this go to thenightcap.tmill.com that's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your nightcap podcast merch now Hello and welcome to The Nightcap. Myself and Paul sat upstairs at Salt having a coffee and a catch-up. It's Wednesday the 6th of September. How's it going, buddy? All right, mate. Yeah, sun is shining. Summer is here in September, eh? September's like the month we've all been waiting for. It's a whole time. Do you know what's yeah. nice though? Because I can't, we've talked about this before, I cannot stand how hot it is at night. Whereas mm. in September, it's like we've got this 29 degree day, but apart from maybe last night, it seems to dip right back down again. Whereas in June, July, and it's hot in the day and it's hot at night, I'm restless yeah. as hell. I hate it. It's the best thing about my apartment. Like, it just oh, yeah. does not get the heat. It's, am- yeah. it's amazing. And it baffles me every summer. When you have, like, you know, last summer we had those 40 degree days. Yeah. You walk in, there's no aircon in that whole no, no, apartment, no. right? You walk in, it feels like you've been hit with aircon. Yeah. And then, like, yesterday I was doing some work in the morning, I had the kids, and I was just there, like, I'm sure it's red hot outside, but you just could not feel the heat. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It didn't have any windows open. It's the basement effect in the bottom floor apartment, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah and then we went outside and you just get hit. Yeah, it's yeah. like on holiday when you're sport by aircon. Yeah, so true. So yeah, I don't get those nights like that. Sport with aircon now though, up here. That's we are. Genius, yeah. genius thing you've done. I needed it. It just gets so hot up here. <laughs> no, yeah, as you know. But yeah, it gets cold in the winter as well, so it'll be an extra bit yeah, of warmth. Absolutely. Uh, coming up on today's podcast, me and Paul had a bit of a jaunt down south last week. Articles in the Daily Mail, we've got Paul's top fives, which I'm really looking forward to, which is books and a little bit of correspondence and reviews as well. Uh, so where to start? Yeah, last week, what a joy. Last Thursday, um, we sort of, we did a we did like a tour of Sussex, didn't we? I know, yeah, we had a great insane. day, yeah. yeah it's so nice. So uh, sort of the reason why is because we've got a new series in the Nightcap coming out really soon. We're going to be starting to record in the next few weeks with guests in the usual format. The only downside to the Sussex trip was it was the opposite of this weather now. I know, yeah. Can you imagine if we'd have flipped the weeks? It would have been a completely <laughs> oh, different day, wouldn't oh it? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. We just wanted to stay in that vineyard all oh, day. Mate. We went from there over to see George at Grave Tie, which was nice, and see the uh, the amazing garden that they've got there, which was... Oh, gardens are incredible. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful, proper you know, country manor house, you yeah. know, which we're, we've got so many beautiful ones in this country. Yeah. yeah. And that, that um, I think you said the garden was kitchen garden was like as big or bigger than Le Manoir. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And I think the amount of produce they get from it is yeah. you know, pretty pretty similar or maybe a bit more. Yeah, yeah, I think you said like a team of 10 working full-time just on the garden. That yeah. shows you the size of it. Exactly. But yeah. um, it was fascinating just walking around there with you because obviously your your eyes are sort of light up. <laughs> it's like a treasure trove for a chef, isn't it? That oh, it is. Yeah. And it's just amazing those working in those sort of places. Obviously, we had that experience at Mallory, but not on that level. We had polytunnels and we had little garden spots and it was um it was just visually appealing but you're just going out there and you're kind of writing the menu for it you see something that's ready or you've been off for a few days come mm. back it's been sun and rain and something just boom booms up and yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. oh get that on and this on and it just starts those creative juices flowing yeah exactly i love that it was fascinating talking to george though after because i I guess I just wasn't thinking about it from a chef's point of view because I was thinking, God, this this is a great luxury to have this kitchen garden, but it also also must be really stressful because suddenly produce is ready. 
and you have to just go with it almost because that's part of your selling yeah, point. Don't last. But then how do you put that on the menu straight away? But it's not that they're like tricks of the trade, but it's clever things. And like you said, with the at Le Manoir, with like, you know, the garden salad, mm. that could change, those ingredients could change day to day depending on what's fresh. Yeah. But it still looks great on the menu. You should, and it's yeah, still, you've got to manage it properly. Yeah. 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 You can't that's say the key. Like specific ingredients no, almost. Because you, know? you might get, I don't know, a small amount of radishes and then a different type of radish. You might get hundreds. So you mm. can't be too specific on the menu. Yeah, yeah, you just got to, that's about understanding what works. Like with that salad we used to do at Mallory, it was, you know, we'd always have like some sort of preserved veg, some fresh leaves, some pickled, some raw, some confit. Um, so as long as all those elements were on it and the balance was right, mm. there's a lot you could do with it. Yeah, yeah, we'd yeah. finish like, we'd make a beautiful pom puree with a smoked bone marrow butter, we'd put a knob of it in the puree so it was just melting, almost mm. like on a jacket potato. Yeah. And then we'd finish it with all that salad. Amazing. So as long as it had that crunch and acidity and you know, mm. different balances, yeah. Oh, mate, that's, yeah, it's so lovely. And what a, what a luxury to have that right right on his doorstep. Um, and lastly, on Grave tie, just genuinely one of the most actual, beautiful restaurant rooms I've the seen in this country. Stunning. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing. It's yeah. architecturally... The light, it's like a sort of basically a glass box on the side of this manor house, yeah. which obviously, because it's like grade one listed, has to be in keeping and has to have a similar roof and all these sorts of things. But they've done an insane job there. Yeah, it's, I thought it was a very special place to dine. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So then, we, yeah, we went there for a drink, saw George, you guys caught up, which was really sweet. Yeah. Uh, shared some drunken memories, which both of you <laughs> sort of like, did that happen? <laughs> uh, and then we went over to Interlude for dinner. Yes. Uh, which was amazing. Yeah, it was Jean. And yeah, yeah it was a amazing meal we ate with dan from table talk mm-hmm. and greg clark as yeah. well and it was just a it was a really nice night wasn't it good yeah, fun it was good fun and uh, a lot of stories um <laughs> yeah, great stories and uh, yeah great food like what john is doing there is fantastic mm. yeah, yeah it really is. Some stunning dishes yeah we were it was like what 19 courses or something it was something along those hard to keep track of yeah it is yeah we were talking about that on the way back weren't we it's like there's pros and cons to every single way you do it but at times I almost, you know, if someone said the next day, can you recount every single dish? I probably couldn't. No. But I still had a great, it was unbelievable. I never, I was never time. disappointed once, but yeah. you, you go through so many courses. It's like this journey and you're like, wow, just bewildered by the end, but in a really good way, in a sort of content, satisfied way. And we um, and we stayed there, obviously. Yeah. And that hamper the next day. Oh, mate, that breakfast. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. salmon I ate every single bit I yeah just, uh, I was still a bit full yeah. from the night before which isn't, isn't really like me normally I digest yeah. it but I had a heartburn in the night so oh, I think I was tough. like not full but I still got into it the salmon the croissants breads yeah yeah lovely it's amazing it is amazing how they balance like a 19 course tasting menu because I remember saying on the night like I felt worse after a whole Domino's to myself oh yeah yeah than I did after 19 courses there mm. so I don't know how they managed nice, that nicely work, spread you know? we went down to the bar at six had a few drinks. We probably went through to the restaurant about half six and we were done by 10. Yeah. So it, it was very well timed. You know, I hate being rushed or rushing people mm. in the restaurant, but also I hate it lagging. So yeah. you're getting that sort of right key, balance is right. So three and a half hours did not feel rushed, but yeah. it was nice to be done by sort of 10, mm. go to the bar and have a drink. And, you know, we were up, upstairs by what 11 half 11 yeah, weren't we exactly yeah yeah after, after literally a nightcap after sometimes, a peaty whiskey yeah exactly mm, sometimes nice. going to yeah sometimes you're having desserts in restaurants at yeah, midnight one o'clock and it's like you're just a bit done yeah you know what yeah, i mean yeah, however yeah, good the food is it's like, i'm done now yeah, yeah, yeah. you just you know, go in you a bed with a limit. really full stomach yeah yeah, yeah yeah now what john's doing there was absolutely amazing lastly on that place like it's you know john is south african uh, there's a big South African connection to that place anyway, because I think the owner's partner is South African. Oh, yes, I think that's the case, um, yeah. But obviously it's still an English country, a traditional English sort of country house feel. Mm. But then there's also, like you go you go down the driveway and there's wallabies in an yeah. enclosure. <laughs> and then every single member of staff, or at least most of the staff we spoke to was South African. Yeah, there was South African, there was Zimbabwean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and that was so, so there was a proper vibe of like being taken elsewhere with it all, but in a really cool way, authentic way. Yeah, and 
nods um, to their cuisine in his food, like subtle nods and things. And then and, and wine and wine, yeah. you know, some of their vineyards. So a really nice tie-in without being like, right, we're South yeah, African yeah. or, or yeah. we're changing it. it was, I thought it was really well managed and balanced. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so cool. Shout out to John and shout out to Dan for sort of taking us, sorting us out. What else is going on? Um, oh yeah, you. We've got to talk about this. You share. We shared it in our WhatsApp group the other day. The uh, Daily Mail article about your content. And it is funny, isn't it? Because this was something that you did online ages ago. Yeah, I had a look. It was April last year. Yes, it's over a year. Yeah. What's going on? It's been like my biggest TikTok video and most controversial for a fucking poached egg. What was the uh, headline again? Oh, God, it makes me cringe. It makes me cringe. Hang on, hang on. Where is it? It's the way they're right. It, It looks like I said that. It's like I'm a Michelin star yeah. chef, and I can poach and I'll teach you how to poach an egg in two minutes. I would yeah. never say that. That's exactly it. It says I'm a I'm a Michelin star <laughs> chef, and this is how to make the perfect poached egg in just two minutes. And it also makes it sound like you you're you're broadcasting on the Daily Mail. Yeah, yeah, it does. How that's written? Like, hi, my name's Paul Foster, and this is how to cook. Like it. I've written the article. But yeah, it does. Yeah. It's clever how they do it journalistically. It is. Yeah. People bite in. It and was there. That photo of you with your mouth open. The amount of shit I got for that. <laughs> like I went through the comments, which I'll, I'll, I've pulled out some of the, the highlights. Oh, great. But it was like their third top, it was in their top three top stories of the day. Was it? Yeah. It was mad. See, the comments were honestly massive. Honestly now though, do you see that as well? It's great exposure. Or are you a bit pissed off? No, it's fine. Is it? It's yeah. fine. Like why, why fight it? Sure. Eh? Yeah, why, why fight it? But just the comments were... Just, br- just brilliant. Just these people. On the Daily Mail site itself? Or On the Daily Mail yeah. site, yeah. Yeah. And it, it is. It's like we spoke before about a lot of these people, it's your dad or your mom or someone who's just sat there and you don't even know they're doing it. Nah. But they're fucking angry. Yeah. Where are angry these people? about this guy they don't know who's just poached an egg. So yeah, first ones. Go on. I don't care what kind of chef you are. You cannot properly poach an egg in 120 seconds. <laughs> so it's either you can't do this or it's a... I know better. I know how to do that. What are you teaching me this for? Yeah. So, well, well, then you know. Then, don't don't, you, come on don't to, worry about it. Don't come on to the Daily Mail and click on my on yeah. this article about it then. Yeah. If you're, so, if, you, if you're like, oh, I don't need that information. Or they write their full recipe out <laughs> for poached egg. Fuck me, honestly. Uh, next one. Can you tell us how to suck eggs next week? <laughs> um, that was me. And a lot of people like, of course you have fresh eggs. You work in a restaurant. Us normal people can't get that. I say like, these were supermarket eggs, oh my and they God. weren't even that fresh, you know. Yeah, yeah. they it were. Still works. They're not off, and so I did a new TikTok video, like in real time, because so many people were like, "Oh, we switched that egg." Like, oh, you haven't. Like, there's no conspiracy. Oh, not no. everything is a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, so I did one in real time and sped it up and actually showed the best before date on these eggs. I did it yesterday. Oh, was nice. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And there were supermarket eggs. Yeah. And they, yeah, you get oh, a little fine. bit of spread, but they poach fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just a bit thinner, you, aren't the, they? Yeah. yeah. Fresher the better, always. Yeah. But you can still get a nice egg. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck's sake. Honestly, what are we doing? We don't want to boil a whole pan of water just to do poached egg, exclamation mark. That's the point, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> What is the point? Why? Why we don't want to boil a whole pan of water? Why? We? Why are you including everyone else? <laughs> yeah. we, um, we, the public. I've got to say, there were a lot of good ones. A lot of people, oh, thank you. Don't really? Know. But all these people are like, oh, are we children? You don't need to teach us. People need to know this. They haven't been shown. Yeah. Um, pathetic Daily Mail. Even more pathetic than anything you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it though? That's the most pathetic thing. If that's the most pathetic thing that the Daily Mail have ever published, then that is saying something. <laughs> so the trick is to put in hot water and wait two minutes. Give the guy a PhD. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Honorary doctorate. Thank you very much. Where are we? Fucking hell. I, I um, just, I, I, oh, God. It baffles me. It is baffling though, like someone at the Daily Mail or a freelance journalist. Yeah. They obviously must like either follow you or like trawl through chef's pages. And because to go back over a year, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it's weird, isn't my it? assumption is how they do it. If they've they've got gaps to fill, because it's always quite last minute, gaps to fill, and like we we'll do a food something something simple, and say, all right, like 
they might just go, okay, eggs, and they'll just put it into TikTok, and that comes up near the top. Yeah, that's true. I, because, I it's assume, a re- because it's a really successful video, yeah. it could often just be doing the rounds again. It could just crop up again, and people don't even know it's over it a does, year it's old. It's been in, like, this video's been in the American Sun, and, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so funny. A lot of these people are from Australia and America that are commenting as well. Oh, really? Yeah, a couple more. <laughs> Go on. Oh, F off, another TikTok promotion. <laughs> Think TikTok is good. I like. I that. like it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, the daily mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent work. Some of these people deserve it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> where are they? Oh God, this, uh, cooking for remainers. Oh, <laughs> what? The f- how is it trying to turn a, a egg video into a political? I know. Like, fuck like me. You, yeah, you've got no idea. Oh, yeah, man. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, Whereas, yeah, this is a yoke. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> he needs a timer. Some chef. I mean, <laughs> what? As if, like, Sorry, I all don't the know. best chefs never use a timer. I know. Like, as they, if that's the thing. Literally, the best chefs use timers. <laughs> so, let's say a football player used football boots. Yeah, of course you do, you cheat. For <laughs> sake, honestly. Yeah, so that, that was like, there, there's many, many more. There was like, 700 odd comments on that <laughs> obviously God. I didn't go for them all I just picked a few that made me laugh honestly mate I don't know it's just baffling what's the what's the next big one do you reckon in your locker what what, what would know. be the next one that the, the, the Daily Mail might pick up this wasn't done? even a plan the, the thing was like I never even thought like that was where the TikTok blew up because mm. I'd, I'd started doing a few like I thought oh let's do because some of the more complicated stuff or whatever wasn't working I was only just using TikTok I'd had one of a pig that I cut up went mm. went viral, and then I um, I did a fried egg and I did a scrambled egg, and they went quite big. Yeah, yeah. and like got a bit of shit for them, and I was like, eggs are controversial. Oh, yeah. So I just I was at home and I fancied a poached egg, and I was like, I'll do a poached egg video, and it was like the production quality is terrible. It was mm. me holding the camera and doing it, and then I'm shoving it in me up. Oh, that was what I got shit for. We don't want to see his face shoving egg in it, like. Um, <laughs> This is the whole, we've talked about it before, but this is the whole Ricky Gervais, like, town hall notice board thing. Yeah. Like, we don't want to see, you are fu- you are clicking on this content or you are following people. Yeah. Like, you're watching it. You but don't have to watch it. So hostile. I know. So hostile. It doesn't oh, have to be. No. Like, I, I, I scroll TikTok, Instagram and stuff, and there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that isn't cooking that... You know, maybe I'm like, oh, I know that. I wouldn't have been like, I know why you're fucking telling me. Yeah. Like, yeah, of a lot not. of people do. Oh, man. Just don't get it's it. It's exhausting. It's so crazy. hostile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there must be so much other shit going on in these people's lives that that's where they vent. And you cannot ever, nobody could ever do a perfect post. Mm. It doesn't exist. You will get knocked for anything you yeah, do. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah, it could be the sweetest video about like a love story or a, you yeah. know, a grandpa or, do you know what I mean? Like it could be really, and there'll still be someone in that comment section saying something horrible or cynical about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I saw a perfect example. Bitter as fuck. Yeah. I saw the other day. Um, and this is, it's just horrible. There was this girl did a video and a guy stitched this video on TikTok and was like, this is why social media is so toxic. She was just doing a, a video and she was just saying how she pregnant people keep asking her what what sex do you want she's like i don't i don't i don't care genuinely don't care if i have a boy or a girl i just want a healthy baby Mm. how dare you i don't have a healthy baby like the amount of abuse she got honestly and she was like she was he wasn't saying anything bad about non-healthy babies yeah from the mother of a um a baby with this disorder or this issue how dare you say that you only want a healthy baby surely everyone wants that of course course it goes without saying but she got annihilated by like people That's for this insane. so that we, just shows you can't do anything we actually you know even doing radio back in the day like myself and ollie we would get people we would get some like five or six paragraph long emails complaining about things we'd said and obviously like we we didn't we weren't trying to like be controversial on air but we were always trying to just be authentic and talk about things and on and sometimes we'd be like try and be a bit silly with it or funny mm. with it but we'd never be out to like hurt anyone or say anything discriminatory but it, every email did follow the same format. Yeah. And it would start with the, I'm outraged. I can't believe you talked about blank, blank, and blank. Next paragraph. My husband suffered from blank. So it's like, oh, uh, so that's where the nerve was touched. Yeah. It's nothing to do with what we've said. You're just, you're pissed off at life. You hear us just talking so candidly about it because it doesn't affect us directly. 
and it's touched your nerve there and mm. you're just taking it out on us we've seen we've said nothing liable we've said nothing you know it's just touched a nerve and it's not and, direct no, of course not you, like, for julia who's listening you know <laughs> all, as if we, do you know what i mean like, yeah. it's mental but that's how they hear it that's yeah, how yeah, they hear it. It, yeah, it, it goes is, out of my it? mouth and into their ear in, in a different way. Um, and it's, oh, it's fucking fat. Oh, you talked this about it until the cows come home, but it's, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. It's a big old social experiment, social media, really. Yes. Um, oh, well, look out for the Daily Mail online pages for Paul's next video. You never know. The Daily Mail might go, wow, the engagement. We need more of his videos on our. Yeah, yeah. Could well, do. You can fucking pay me. <laughs> 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 I love that. Uh, right, what else we got going on? Should we? I think I want. I just want to launch into top five. To be yeah, honest, because I can see a little pile of books behind. Well, I bought. You I bought some in just because. I mean, I've got loads anyway. Yeah, as you know, know, like most chefs, I've got a lot. You've of got books. a mini library, I'd say. I've got three hundred odd books, yeah. and all I ever read is cookbooks. Yeah. My son, who's six, Ethan, I told you he's read more books than me. Mm. Actual books. Yeah, he's a big old. He's reader. like he finished. Finished. Six years old. He's finished David Walliams' collection. Wow. And now he's on to That's Ben amazing. Miller's. Yeah. So I'm on. James Martin this Saturday. Oh, that's Ben this Miller week. was on and Great. he signed a book for Ethan because he was so, so nice. impressed by the reading. So yeah. he's starting his books now. Oh, that's not. lovely. That's Genuinely really nice. read more books than me six. That yeah. is amazing. Fair play to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've got 300 odd. Yeah. My shelves are full. You've seen yeah. at, at my flat. You're, um, you're probably, you're probably two thirds of the way to opening one of those little van libraries that stopped. <laughs> oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I was ever going to part <laughs> with them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I've got ones in here. I've got some in the office here. Mm-hmm. I've got some in the back kitchen. They're just dotted everywhere because mm-hmm. there's no space at home anymore. Yeah, and they're just they're just nice to display up here. But I bought in my top five. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this must be pro- this would have been your hardest in a way to narrow down five. It you was, might have had one or two that you hard. knew would be in there. I knew number that. one. Yeah, straight away. You'd probably guess it. Yeah, I think so. I won't um, say yet, but. Um, but yeah, the others, there was a lot. So there's a few special mentions just for like, I think these books are so special, important. So many chefs, I think they're worth, okay. need the special on, mention. Um, so special mentions. So most Rue Brothers books, right? So, but New, Cla- New Classic Cuisine, incredible book and just a real period in time. And that's what I love about cookbooks. It's like you've set and saved this period of time and that's, you can't change it. Yeah. It's there and it's important. It's almost yeah, documented. So yeah, it's a bit of an, it's like part of The internet of, isn't of the as archive. much like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? This is there and the images, you can't change it once it's done yeah, and printed. That is quite nice in a way because yeah. it's like, it's representative of that time. So it is like a bit of an archive. Yeah. And that, I think that's why I love them and I like Yeah, that's probably why I collect them because it's like that spectrum of time and how things have changed. Like you've got variety in there. And I like, I'd like I'd, all, all young chefs always recommend still cookbooks. Like, yes, the internet is great now, but cookbooks, there's something else you can learn a lot more from them. And young yeah. chefs, any young chefs out there listening, you know, yes, there's great chef books out there and, you know, like like restaurant books, but get, Get the the best pasta books, the best sauce books, the best pastry books. That's how you're going to learn, and mm-hmm. things you're not going to learn in the kitchen. That's how <coughs> I learn. Is that is that because they're not just how you do it, but they explain why? Yeah, you get a lot behind it, it and you see different works. ways than you'd maybe learning in your restaurant. Yeah, or and even all, college or college. Yeah. yeah, and also, you know, you can't learn everything in your restaurant, especially if you're in a you know a nice restaurant like, like this, like taste a menu. Um, you're going to learn a lot, but there's a hell of a lot. Yeah. You're not going to learn, you know, mm. especially more on, you know, the, like cooking in terms of, say, a lot of pastas and the, the wow things, encyclopedia stuff out there. So you've got, I've always said it as an onus, if you want to do well, to learn yourself, trial at home, read recipes and don't just get the fancy chef book, get these proper, proper books. Yeah, that's great. Really good advice because I think it's, um, you know, the classic thing about, uh, it's one of those like motivational posters with, to it's uh, a ballet dancer and you can just see their feet and they're like on their toes and one is just the perfect laced ballet shoe yeah. and then the other shows you underneath like all gnarly of, foot yeah, yeah. Gnarly foot. and it's sort of like you know we you know you on this podcast or on the daily mail thing or just you know going between grass fed and salt and stuff but that you know people won't have seen you know you have that collection but you've read every book cover to cover and you've gone for it and that's mm. there is so much work and effort and energy and yeah. learning that goes into getting to where you get to oh god there is and you, yeah. you got it you can't just expect it to be delivered to you you've yeah. got to go out there and find it yeah yeah for yeah. 
Um, but I, I used to, when I went to college, it was the other side of the city to where I lived. And I'd get the number 32 bus and it'd always stop in town. Mm. I'd get off and I always went to Dylan's bookstore, which is now Waterstones took over all of Dylan's. Uh, I'd spend at least an hour in there wow. and get the later bus and just reading these books, like Nico books, Charlie Trotter's series of books, um, and then pasta books, source books. I'd just stand there and read them. Really? I couldn't afford to buy them all. I'd save money and get that one or I'd, I want that for Christmas, I want that for Christmas. Yeah. But it was like... I had like an, some of them had like the odd kitchen photo and it's like, I'm in their world. I can see where they work, yeah. these chefs. The other side of the world, internet wasn't that big. Of course, then. yeah, social media, so you don't see so you it don't. All. Yeah, you're not overexposed, so it was exciting. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. seeing, oh, that dish, that's famous. I've heard about this. And, oh, that, that feels like a different time, that yeah, sort of feeling something special that. about it. But yeah. I just, honestly, once or twice a week, I'd stand there for an hour or so and just, just going through them. They never kicked me out. It was yeah. upstairs in the back corner, so. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so cool, man. So is the Rue collection yeah, so a Rue, part of that? So Rue, that Pistoria, have you in the, you know, would you have got that? Yeah, I'm reading that there. I've got new classic cuisine at home. I don't have their patisserie book, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, their, their books are all special sources books. Um, I don't. I think I don't have a massive connection to them as such. That's probably why they're not in the top five, but still incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nose to Tail by Fergus Henderson. Just like nobody was doing what he was doing yeah. and using the whole beast. You know, people were, you know, pork belly and stuff wasn't being used. People would use it and get cool and expensive. But yeah, that, he's got recipes for spleen in that book. Really? Like, wow. it's disgusting, but. <laughs> tell you what, Nose to Tell is a great name for a book as well because oh. you know exactly what it's going to be yeah. as soon as you hear that. It's a really good one. Exactly. And it was, again, a special book. Nobody could recreate that. Yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was really unique. Uh-huh. Uh, Mar- Marco Pierre White, White Heat. Um, I don't have the original because I kind of missed it. Um, like he inspired a lot of the generation just above me. He sat Baines, Daniel Clifford, Tom Kerridge, like they're what ten and ten, eleven years older than me. So yeah, sure. they're um, they they were inspired by that and had the original. I've got the twenty five year anniversary one, mm-hmm. same kind of book, um, but so special and I appreciate it for its time. Yeah, um, excellent. Uh, Grand Liver de Cuisine. Uh, Alanda Cass, it's his culinary encyclopedia. I've never owned it. Um, I should have bought it when I was younger, but now it's so hard to get and expensive. Really? Had it when I was at Simpsons, and it is literally an encyclopedia like of his food. Hell. It's like, yeah. what's five inches thick or something stupid? It's, so it's almost like every dish he's, I mean, not every yeah. dish, but it's like his whole body of work. Like, and when I worked at Simpsons, it was a bit of a Bible, and the techniques I learned from it, like the way they used to do the Dover sole and the way they used to prep the like the pigeon legs and things, like mm. things I'd never seen. Yeah. So yeah, I took a lot from that. I suppose, yeah, like before the internet would have even got really big and stuff, and there'd be loads of stuff online you could just find out or Google within seconds. Like, yeah. It just the top level chefs writing it down and publishing a book, it actually drove the overall quality of restaurants because Without it was doubt, yeah. like inspired innovation. Because mm. then even top restaurants like Simpsons would have learned a trick or two from a book that came yeah. out and, yeah. then, and then they passed that down. So actually that whole, the sort of, you know, those classic chefs of a certain generation publishing their books probably just upped everyone's game. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah definitely. Definitely. And it... Yeah, I, I just don't think they're appreciated in the same way, which is understandable for the way the world's gone. But I, yeah. I, you know, a really a big importance in it, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, Silver Spoon. You familiar with that? No. Like, it's like the most famous Italian cookery book. It's oh, okay. the Italian Bible. Right. Uh, got a copy at home. Who? I can't is it remember. Like a off combination my head. of people, or is it? One um, uh, yeah, it's not one specific person that's right. done it, but okay. it's it's the Italian Bible. Again, it's about four inches thick. It's just incredible book it's not all beautiful imagery and stuff it's like incredible recipes classic yeah. authentic mm-hmm. um great they've done new editions new editions i actually I've, I've got it up here but i went through the um after i did my list I went, what are the best selling cookbooks in the world ever yeah and that's in the top 10 really Silver spoon is yeah wow yeah okay interesting i'm really intrigued by that one that's I'll, I'll really cool. go on it after we've done the top yeah, five yeah okay uh larue uh gastronomique um I got that late, so I didn't really um, sort of get into it, into it in that. But a fantastic encyclopedia of French cuisine, mm-hmm. just something every cook should have. Yeah, nice. Um, modernist cuisine, I've put in there because I don't actually had them. I've read them, and again, it's too late now, and they end a certain amount. I think just an incredible piece of work. Mm-hmm. It's like five books, 
the detail and the photography and the science behind it is just mind blowing. Yeah, like yeah, how yeah. they put those books together is incredible. And all that content still stands up now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. And it's only like a few years old, really. Yeah. 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 I've got. They did a book about how they do the photography, and it's. Uh, almost probably one of the biggest books I've got that and Michael has. Mm. It's it's ludicrous. And there's no <laughs> recipes. It's just how they did the photography. They wow. sent one here, and it it doesn't fit on my bookshelf. It's on top of Jesus. the bookshelf with Michael has. That's crazy. <laughs> I love the how extravagant cookbooks got as well, especially more the chef books. You know, they're sort of half memoirs, half recipes. Yeah, half they coffee became, tables. Yeah, yeah. But they kept, they did become they almost became, and it's great because mm. it's like you know it's unique and whatever, but. It almost transformed into this thing of like these really elaborate yeah, pieces yeah. of art, you yeah. know. And that's what, you know, I think it started from one of the books in here and then Sat Bain's book, which incredible book. Mm. Um, and then like Michael O'Hare's probably done the biggest book that I've ever seen. And, yeah. you know, they're called coffee table books, aren't they? Yeah. But these are literally, you stick legs on them, it's the table. <laughs> Someone should do that. Yeah. That's uh, absolutely great. The last special mention is a book I bought last year and I just... I just love it. I just the way it's put together. It's just called Pasta by Robbins and uh, Biacci. I think I'll probably pronounce mm. that wrong. Um, you can buy it. Um, it's like twenty quid. I bought it in New York. Um, so loads of pasta books, and I just I was in Kitchen Arts and Letters, best bookstore in America, mm. looking around. I saw this pasta book. Is that the one that had your book in? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm. Does. Um, hopefully more soon. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just looked at it, really nice, just beautifully put together, really well written. Um, it nearly made the top five. Like, yeah. that impressed by this book. Wow. If you don't buy my pasta book, buy this one. It's cheaper. It's great. It's just, <laughs> it's cheaper. <laughs> it is. So yeah, it's just called Pasta. Yeah. Um, I'll get a photo of it. We can put on the thing. Yeah, but Robbins nice and Biacci. But I made sure, I read it a lot and made sure my pasta book was very different to it. Mm. There's obviously similar recipes and things, but stylistically it's completely different. Sure. Recipes different. But I, th I think it's just a beautiful book. Nice. Yeah. Love that. I love this sort of... Uh, sort of hidden gems yeah the, the and it was i was world. toying with it yeah yeah so the okay. i've got to show you this one great okay yeah yeah i can't wait and you can see how long I've oh had yeah it. the classic sun-kissed um, <laughs> yeah. neck of the thing wow. so modern modern british cookbook and coincidentally yeah who published sponsored it? by the well published well, by the daily mail yeah that is amazing. so alistair little r.i.p passed away last year he was chef author like um this book, my stepdad bought me this when I was 15 for Christmas. Wow. And I didn't have many books. I had like a couple of Gary Road ones. Yeah. And I just read it cover to cover again and again and again. Yeah. And it was just like very simple recipes, a lot of classic cooking, and just this insight into some of these little stories about um, kitchens um, back then. Because I was 15, I had no experience of it. So this mm. was mind-blowing to me at the time. Yeah, sure. And just these little things like his... Um, recipes of scrambled egg and little stories behind it it yeah. just blew me away and just really inspired me like i have to get to college now wow, yeah. that is amazing and it's yeah. i love that because it's also nostalgic too isn't it because straight away you're like you look at it and you're like ah oh, yeah that, yeah that got me going sort of thing. i remember because i hadn't took it off the shelf for ages a while ago i had a little skip through it and is i was looking any, at any... it i was like i'm sure that was orange in my head it's orange <laughs> pulled it out it's like, oh yeah it's orange <laughs> That is so funny. It's gone like jet yellow. If jet that's a yellow. Thing. It's crazy. It's like one of those uh, back in <coughs> probably the 90s, those tie-dye shirts. Yeah, a bit. it is. It is. You're right. That's amazing. That's a great one. So that, I mean, you were 15, so that's like, what, nearly yeah. 25 years old? Yeah, I assume it was published around that time because it's quite big at the time. It probably have the published date in there. 96. Yeah, yeah so I, it was brand new 27 then. 27 years ago. Is it 27 I years ago? I think 96, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, absolutely uh, brilliant book. Great. Number five. Love number five. it. Number four. Oh, I think I can see which one I think is number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Patisserie by Al J. Hanneman. Oh, now I recognise this. This book cover. is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've got second edition. Couldn't get a first. Very old school, sort of stylistic. Yeah, but so to anyone who wants to learn more about pastry, this is this is a book you should get. Even now, you know, just the just the 
the basics and the sort of, uh, some of the advanced stuff as well, but the skills you need, the foundations you need, the pastry really? in this book. This Plus, one, as you can see, that's sun-kissed as well. Yeah, it has, yeah. It's gone light blue. <laughs> Didn't even realise that. It's gone from, yeah, purpley to light blue. So do you, even now, you know, and it, it does look, it does look like a, you know, classic old book. It you does. Would, if someone came in and was like, I really need to brush up on my, oh, it's not my strongest section, you would just hand them that tomorrow and go, just do that. Yeah, you could, you know, there's a lot I could still take from it now. A recipe I haven't done for 10, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, like there's just so much in here. And it goes into detail about cake making methods, things that aren't fully always appreciated now, like sugar batter, sugar batter, flour batter, fruit cakes, and a bit more science behind it. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a great foundation book. My first head chef, Paul Hartup, when I used to work in... Um, uh, Borsal Common. He rec- he had one, and he's like, get one of oh. these. So I went to W H Smith. I think it was and got this wow. straight away. And that's amazing. Just a lovely book. Yeah, yeah. that's great. I love that because yeah. it's quite an unassuming thing. And if you saw it in a charity shop or something, you might just think, oh, it's like an old patisserie book. But I love that it still stands up today. That's really cool. Yeah, really cool. Lovely. Uh, number three, Nico. Hey, here right. he is. So he's obviously done a few. I've got different ones of his, but this yeah. was the one. This was one of the books that I was stood in Dylan's just reading cover to cover. Really? And he was, because he was peak then. So college, I started 98. Yeah. Um, and he was still peak. He was three star. Yeah. He was coming to the end of his sort of tenure in London. Uh-huh. Um, and he, uh, yeah, just used to read this book and just fascinated like... Is it all? Is it based in on the classics? Sort of. Yeah, and he's his a self, way, I he's guess. A self-taught or, chef. Oh, really? Yeah, three mission star, self-taught chef. Yeah, oh, and like wow. just just beautiful cooking. Um, yeah. You know the dishes they in. You know, without sounding disrespectful, yes, they look a little bit dated. But a lot but of that, you is, know how it, a lot of that is how it's dressed on the plate as well, right? Not not the method. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But, you know, it's still, you could do this today and it'd be cool yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, little shots like there, like little shots of the kitchen, like with Nico there and just yes. getting involved. So at the, time, like, at the time, you're like, oh my God, that's in his kitchen. Yeah, he's there, he's cooking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and oh, this one, yeah, this um, foie gras, uh, foie gras terrine with artichoke I remember looking at this thinking wow wow like yeah I tell you what that stands up now that looks yeah. like it that's it's a, looks like a modern dressed plate yeah beautiful really beautiful nice. just beautiful food and uh, I, he's always inspired me and uh, as you know my son Ethan's middle name is Nico yeah because of uh, Nico Ladinis that is amazing and it, I like how it says on the front there about recollections so again it's not just the the recipes, but also like bits of his story and bits of his, and that does add a lot to the book. Oh, it really it? does. It sort of brings the recipes to life. It's it'd be a too functional if it was literally just the ingredients and how to do it. Yeah, and I actually met and had a really good conversation with his daughters a few weeks ago. Oh, really? A few weeks ago? Yeah, a few I weeks ago. That. And they were just they they talk. So he's in his eighties now. He's yeah. not not well, um, but still chugging on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Guy who supported us, who works with him, Benares, um, supported us open uh, grass fed. Guy yeah. called Jean Luc, who was Nico's um, manager for about 15, 20 oh, I years. Didn't know that. So he's still really close to the family. Yeah. So he invited them to the opening night. Oh, and I had a great chat with them. And oh, he'd already nice. told them about Ethan's middle name being Nico. And they oh. told Nico about it. And he's like, What? Why? Really? Like, just this, sad. like, yeah. really? Why? No, like, no sort of airs or graces about him like, why would you do that like, I love stuff like that it's a great so nice. conversation with what a full circle moment as well though from you stood in Dylan's bookstore looking at that through to talking to his daughters at your restaurant launch about your son's middle name madness I mean, isn't that's it that's like a little movie thing that yeah. is so nice that's amazing mate really yeah cool. and a lot of lovely people and they were just, you know, very very mm. grateful and obviously spoke very highly of their dad yeah, yeah. oh that's amazing so that's number three Nico's that's number book. three cool okay and can you guess well I thought so one? the one on if top of those in order so tour, the whole thing. I, I thought coming in blind yeah. I thought that what's on top of there was your number one yeah 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 thought so yeah so number barely pick this up yeah here we go I recognise this one as well Number two, <laughs> it's not my number one, but it's still one of the most incredible books ever oh, it's, written. It's mental. So the Big Fat Duck Cookbook. Yeah. The detail and work in this, which you'd expect nothing less from Heston and his team and Ashley and that, but... That is like four inches thick, isn't it? It's crazy. It's, yeah, but big as well. Like I was saying, the silver spoon is about four inches thick, yeah. but it's about 
half the size, if that. Yeah. This is just, I mean, the weight of it. Yeah. I can imagine when Good that came out, kilo. people, it, it, it was the, almost the, the closest we've had to, oh my God, Willy Wonka has yeah. told us how he makes his chocolate bar. It was. Everyone rush out and get this book now. We're going to finally, finally get, this hear was how he does it. 2008, yeah. I reckon. Okay. So again, internet was there, but it wasn't like no. as the information wasn't out there and like his techniques and things and the video content for chefs sure. wasn't out there as much. So it was an ear, but the photography, the detail is impeccable. Yeah. It's as much science. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, all, all, a lot of cooking is science, isn't it? But it feels as much like it's about the science as much as it is the flavor yeah. and the, even though obviously it's funny, actually, I was speaking to someone yesterday who was talking to me about going to the fat duck, probably, probably about 10 years ago they oh, went, yeah. but they, they're into their food, but it was one of those things that they, they, they don't travel just looking for food. And they were like, you know, when we went to the Fat Duck, it was the magic, but at the end of the day, everything still tasted incredible. Yeah. It was never style over substance. No. And it'd be so easy to look at it from afar and think, oh, it's novelty mm. over, but still the flavor is still, just still incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And what was unique, I think, about that book? It was one of the first books, to my knowledge, where it got the criticism of, I can't do that at home. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Which wasn't was. the point of it. Because <laughs> you know, chefs would have, like Gordon Ramsay had great books before them, but none of his books before that book were Hospital Road recipes. Some were styled on it and they were dumbed down and you know people could do it at home. Accessible. Yeah, yeah people could do them yeah, in yeah. restaurants and there was still restaurant quality, mm -hmm. but it wasn't Hospital Road. Yeah. And this was, this was like... No, this is this is what we do. Yeah. We're not dominant. This it's, is it. It's as much a memoir. Exactly. As it is a, a, and, and again, just the, the short-sightedness to say, well, I can't cook this at home. It just well, that's yeah, not, of course, because you've not got a free mission star kitchen yeah. at home. Like I, this isn't a this isn't you know Jamie's ten-minute meals, and we'll get the fat duck recipe. Do, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's not in the same ilk, and it's not marketed at the same people. Yeah, it's, it's just not. like saying, oh, that that film we wanted to see, it's an eighteen, so we can't show the kids. Why, why did they do that? Well, yeah. Well, they, they wrote the script in a certain way. They don't want 15-year-olds to come. Yeah. <laughs> God's sake. Exactly. It's so, it's so obvious. But he'd done books before that. He did a family food book, which I got at home, which is really good. Um, yeah. But if he'd have done it and dumbed it down, he would have got knocked oh, for that. Absolutely. So we just, this was it. I've done the odd recipe from it back in the day, but it was like, that. oh, that recipe from that dish. I remember the pea mousse. Yeah. Because the first time I went, one of the most amazing things I had was, um, this um, quail dish um, with like quail jelly, parfait, and then a pea mousse on top. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to try making that pea mousse, and it was a lovely yeah. recipe. Yeah, 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 and we adapted it for us because um, some of them are obviously very complicated and very long. Mm -hmm. But no, water book. Yeah, like, yeah. water book. That is, it's legendary. I've and not read a, for it for a long time, actually. Yeah, it's a piece of it. I don't own it, but like, I recognize it straight away because I've seen it on people's shelves or it's been talked about, and it yeah. is like a. It's like a modern day Bible. Yeah, you borrow it to have a look through if you want. Oh, mate. cheers, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. It's, it's but it's not, I got man. it on, it was Christmas Day, I got given it. I'd wanted it for ages, not been out long, and I got it, and I just sat and pretty much ignored everyone just reading it. It was like, <laughs> wow. No, especially because you're reading it even from a different perspective to most as well. Yeah. So it's, it must be. Well, I, was working, I was working at Sats at the time when I got it and yeah, I was just so excited and buzzing for it. I didn't mm. know I was going to get it for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it oh, was cool. back then, 2008, it was 100 odd quid, which wow, yeah. it's a lot for a cookbook now. Yeah, but so true. then, you know, you're talking that would be 200 odd now. <laughs> if it but that's because it is about five books worth of paper. Exactly, so yeah. Like, yeah it, be, it should be. Yeah. And again, it's, you know, it's sort of no expense spared because they want to do it as they want to do it. They yeah. don't care about the that's how much it costs. That's how much it costs to eat we'll, there. We'll that's sell it. Much, yeah, this yeah. is the book. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Great choice. But it really did change for chef books and the reason why, you know, I could do one that was like that or yeah, yeah. Know, all the other guys were, were like... Gave people confidence. Yeah, yeah. Heston doing that and then sat doing his. Mm. And it's like, we can't, you can't, it doesn't have to be to the home, to yeah. the consumer at home. Yeah. It can be a piece of your creative sort of... Um, you know, ideal. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, now number one. Here we go. The big dog. I yeah. knew this would be because obviously you, you talk about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's been opened and closed a few times. A few stains on the front. Yeah. But this is. I mean, this might be the restaurant and the place that you've brought up the most over the course of the podcast. Probably. Exactly. I think every regular listeners would guess yeah. it's the French Laundry Cookbook. Yeah. Like just the most perfect cookbook. Mm. And again, it was a time. It was. I got it. 
I was working right part time at the village hotel in Coventry, mm. just a part time job. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of places where a lot of chefs would come through, and like agency chefs, and there were some good guys come through who worked in the area. And there's this one guy I can't remember his name, and he'd worked in some decent places, and he was always telling me because he knew I was passionate. Places are like, oh, you've heard of this, and he's like, there's this place in California called the French Laundry. Mm. So. And I remember it's still like, oh, that's weird name. Yeah. <laughs> and he just kept telling me about it and showed me it on the internet. And it was it was like a white website. There was a bit of a menu and yeah. no images of anything to speak about. I was like, oh, fuck, what is this place? Yeah. And then um, the book came out. I saved up for it. And I think it was about, it was 40 to 50 quid then in sure. 98. Yeah. So like, what would that be now? Oh, yeah. Three times that probably. Yeah, ex- mm. exactly. Just... Mm. It was a lot of money for a kid at college who, you know, was having to put the money aside for it mm-hmm. um, back then. And I, I read it a few times, but I was when I in Dylan's bookstore, but I was like trying not to read it all. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to save it until I could buy it. And when I bought it, just incredible because this place felt like so far away. And I loved it. It was my favorite book. Read it from cover to cover, tried recipes out from it. Um, and the, the imagery. And ju- just the way he wrote the titles and then, and it was the importance of yeah. this. And yeah. like now, if you did that, it sounded a bit wanky, sure. but it was like the importance of staff food and yeah. then a little bit on staff food and the importance of preparing this, the importance of trussing a chicken yeah. and just the detail. And it just typifies Thomas Keller and what he's about. And there's this great calmness about him, mm. his restaurant, how he cooks, how he prepares meticulously and everything about that restaurant is just immaculate, and that book is as well. And yeah. I think I lent you this, didn't I? Did you have a look through it? Or yeah, I've had a look, f- look yeah. through it, yeah, for and sure. It's just, I think a lot of the dishes still stand now. You know, oh. you do great, great food. Oh, and I've had a lot of them when I went out there. Yeah, of course. And that must have been pinch yourself when you actually arrived there after all that backstory and getting the book and everything. It must have yeah. been insane. Like. Exactly. And, you know, for me, there's a lot of nostalgia with this and then tying into to nostalgia in there and then nostalgia getting it at, what, 16-odd years old, 16, 17. Mm. Um, but I think even without that nostalgia side, it'd still be in the top five for me yeah, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It feels like a must, Like most chefs would have that on their shelf. I think so, yeah. Like it's one yeah. of those. It's like an absolute staple. And if you haven't, you know, you can still get copies. And there's one, they've done another one now, which I've got. So they, it was, I think it came out last year. Mm. It was a beautiful book, uh, but it's um, the tie-in of French Laundry and Per Se. So both his three-star oh, restaurants okay, together yeah. tied in. Yeah. Lovely book. And all his books are beautiful. Everything yeah. he touches, just Absolutely. immaculate. Again, if people have not seen it, the chef's table on him. Um, mm. you know that that gives you and you're right he does he's so calm again like in how chefs he's almost anti-chef yeah in, yeah in some ways mm. um, but just a fascinating guy and just a you know yeah a bit of an enigma too um, yeah but I think I've got nearly all of his books I don't have the sous vide one the Bouchon book same style same layout yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then Bouchon Bakery is a fantastic pastry book yeah yeah so like those Amazing. three obviously the other two aren't in the list but they're still you know I've got incredible books that didn't make yeah, yeah. special course, mentions yeah. yeah yeah that's amazing smashing list mate so what was it let's go through number five was the modern British cookbook. modern British cookbook Daily Mail yeah. love that Daily Mail then Patisserie by LJ Hanneman uh-huh. and then Nico yeah uh, the Big Fat Duck cookbook and then the French Laundry. That is a solid, yeah. solid top five. Yeah, I'm happy hard, with that. Didn't take too long, really. I kind of wrote them in. That's good. Then went through my books and... Mm. Was, there's, there's a good variety as well there. You've yeah. Got like the, some of the most famous restaurants that ever exist. And then you've got some more niche cookbooks, like the patisserie one and stuff. Like It's a good array of yeah different yeah and that wasn't there. you know i didn't plan that it's no, just the way yeah. it come just out the way it's come out yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah so good we'll pop a picture up on our socials so you can see all the various books and their um tanned necks <laughs> or whatever you call them um, um that quickly got um the link here for the best this is according to kitchen authority oh, but it yeah. seems seems pretty legit on the best selling best selling so best selling cookbooks ever top 10 so number one the Joy of Cooking, um, which I've heard of this. I've not had it. Uh-huh. Um, Who's that by? Um, Imra Romba. Right. Uh, 1931, it was published oh, first. Wow. Sold hell. over 18 million copies. Bloody hell. The next one, you'll know 
when I say this, mastering art, the art of the French cooking, Julia Child. Julia, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah from the film. And, um, yeah. Again, 1961, the first one was published. It doesn't say how many it's sold. Then the next one, Betty Crocker's cookbook. That is classic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. These are all, I suppose the best-selling ones are always going to be the ones that are like, at making food really accessible to the masses is of the course. ethos of it. Of know? course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your niche books, your fat duck books are never going to be, nah, and yeah. especially the price point. Yeah. The next one is The Silver Spoon, which was yeah. on my wow, list. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and then How to Cook Everything by Mark Bitterman. I don't know that. Mm. And then the next one, I've heard of this, but didn't know what it was. The Barefoot Contessa. Oh, that Have you heard of that? It's an American yeah. thing. Okay. I always thought that was the person. I thought, yeah. why should you not wear shoes? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it's Ina Garten. Okay. Um, so forwarded by Martha Stewart. So it's very American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are there any no English ones, no English authors? Okay, um, I'll scroll through. You've got The Fanny Farmer cookbook. That's a James Beard one. So yeah, I'm reading to what that, what you like. Wow, um, New York Times best. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of American stuff on there. I guess. Yeah. So there's nothing English. It's French generally. And then some like accessible ones. I'll tell you what I'll do for next week. Just as a bit of fun. I'll, I'll get up the top 10 biggest selling British books. We'll see if you can guess those. Oh, okay. I'll do that next week. Just as yeah. an extra add on just to see okay. if we. I won't look. I promise. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool, nice one, mate. Really love that top five. That was great little insight, especially into sort of your your sort of history and sort of foundation because yeah. it's a big part of that, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Um, what do you? What have you got for me next week? Um, this was Jack's idea, actually. Oh, go on. Um, so your top five worst chain restaurants. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be. <laughs> I mean, straight away, there's already a few that come <laughs> I thought that But was, it's going to yeah. be brutal. I sound like such a knob. You know, you just, it's like when I was doing the overrated, overrated yeah. it's like I sound like a knobhead, like slating these giant corporations. <laughs> oh, I'll do it. I'll definitely do it. That's a good one. Um, thanks so much for all your uh, ratings and reviews. We've had a few more five-star ones this week, including uh, a comment from Ian, which was nice, saying, hi, guys, thanks for the amazing podcast. I recommend it to all my chef's friends, all my chef friends, as you're discussing books this week, can you, did you write this? Can you let me know where I can buy Paul's books from as I, <laughs> as I can't find them on Amazon? Yeah, that, I do get that a lot. We don't put them yeah. on Amazon because obviously we don't do huge production yeah, of them. Huge volume. Amazon takes so much. So if you go on Away With Media, mm -hmm. basically, they, they do all the distribution of them. That's the publisher. So it's Away With Media and then just go on books and you'll find all of my books there and you nice. can pre-order the pasta actually, one there or be, come to the restaurant. There'll be links to it from, from your website? Yeah, actually. exactly. If you go on the Salt website, the menu on the right, go to cookbooks, there's link, be links, links to, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it takes you straight to the publisher's site. There you go, Ian, slash definitely Paul, who wrote <laughs> Yeah, rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, all the usual podcast places. And you can message us on at the nightcap underscore pod on Instagram, Twitter, etc we will be back at the same time next week yeah thanks cool. so much mate catch you later thanks so much for downloading the nightcap podcast we appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod and now you can become a proud member of the nightcap podcast tribe along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests we've created some bespoke nightcap podcast clothing which you can get online now we've teamed up with our friends at t-mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes colors and fits for both men and women yeah we chose t-mill for several reasons they make these clothes with 100 percent natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment they use the sun and wind to power the production of these products plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants not plastics and the best thing is they look great and they feel great you can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here yeah it's as simple as this go to thenightcap.tmill.com that's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your nightcap podcast merch now